Welcome back to GMs for Hire, everybody. My name is Will Bolson. Alongside with us today, Matthew Perry and Jamil King. We're missing RJ Strope, but he actually sent us in a video, and we will be able to throw that in whenever we can, if whether it be at the end of the video or in between games. We'll make sure to get his opinions in on that. But this is week two uh, of the NFL season, and we're going to be doing our predictions video and making our pick em choices for week two. Uh, at the end of week one, we have Matt Perry as the lead dog here at nine and seven. Uh, Jamil and RJ are both sitting at eight and eight, and then I'm bringing up the rear at seven and nine. Uh, we're here back again, picking 16 more teams to win this week, and uh, we'll get it started off with the Thursday night game as Cincinnati Bengals are going in to face the Cleveland Browns. Both teams are 0 and 1, uh, taking on each other. Somebody's got to win. Uh, it is an AFC North matchup. And uh, as you can see from below, I am the lone man going with the Cincinnati Bengals as the other three going with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, personally, I think the Bengals had everything they could have. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say they've done everything, but I think they did just enough to manage to pull out a win uh, uh, against the Chargers in week one. And Randy Bullock decided to mess it up for everybody. Um I think Joe Burrow is going to have a little bit of a bounce back game. I think we'll finally see his first career touchdown, which will be nice, at least not on the run. We'll see it through the air. Um, I thought his connections with A.J. Green and C.J. Ozoma looked really good. I thought the defense played very decent. I thought the O-line held up for him better than I expected. Um, and I think, though they were facing the Baltimore Ravens, I think the Cleveland Browns just looked atrocious. Uh, I, I think they looked pretty bad. Uh, obviously, it's the Baltimore Ravens as opposed to facing the, the Chargers. But, uh, yeah, I just – I believe in the Bengals in week two, and uh, I'd like to get uh, – Jamil, I'll get your thoughts on it. What 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 made you go with the Browns? Um, obviously, the Browns looked terrible last week. But um, I expect their offense to bounce back this week. Um, obviously, the Bengals played did pretty decent against the Chargers, but that was with Tyrod Taylor and Austin Eckler. Not, Austin Eckler had 18 um, carries, but he had no receptions, which was very shocking to me. He was second in the league in yards after the catch last year, so – um, very interesting to see if the Browns get the ball in the running back hands a little bit more. Nick Chubb really didn't do too much. I think he'll have a bounce back game. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to have a bounce back game. I'm looking at Odell Beckham so we're up this week. You know, Jarvis Landry was banged up this week. He barely – he got in limited practice today, so there's a good chance he'll play tomorrow. But I'm looking at Odell to have a Odell-like game with Cleveland, which he's only had one of in his time there so far. By the way, uh, to preface this ahead of time, this is one of very few games we all disagree on. Um, or at least somebody disagrees on. So, honestly, I'm going to go through those games really quick at the beginning. We're going to hit the games that we have a little bit of disagreements on, and then we'll go through the games that we're all unanimous on, and we'll kind of hit on them as we go through just why we like those teams. So, uh, Matt, do you have a reason why you're taking the Browns? Um, I don't have much to say on this one. I think just because the Browns have more weapons offensively, um, I do think it's going to be a more high-scoring game than both teams' most previous game. Uh, neither team has a very good passing defense. The Bengals are 28th and the Browns 29th uh, passing defense. So I do expect to see better things from Baker Mayfield, and I do expect a much better game from Joe Burrow. I can almost guarantee we'll see his first passing touchdown, especially on a passing defense such as the Browns. But, yeah, when it comes down to it, I think, uh, honestly, I'm going to just credit star power for the, for the Browns being able to take this one. I think that's fair to say. I mean, I, I think the clear favorite in this one, at least whenever it comes down to it, would probably be the Cleveland Browns. Um, 
I mean, I'm a little bit behind, so I got to make some decisions here. But uh, I, I still, I just have confidence in Joe Burrow. I feel like I watched him a lot in college, and I, I, I definitely believe in him. Uh, it's a, it's a battle of two former first overall picks, which will be interesting to see. Uh, two former Heisman winners as well. So uh, we'll see exactly who comes out on top at the end of that one on Thursday. Uh, moving on to the next game we differ on, or at least somebody does. We're going to Denver at Pittsburgh and sticking with Matt. He is the lone person to be taking the Denver Broncos. Matt, I'd like to get your opinion. After watching them play the Tennessee Titans in week one, why, and, and to see how good the Pittsburgh Steelers played against the Giants, I'd like to see why you're going with Denver. Yeah, this one's kind of a risky one just because um, kind of trying to be different here. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, we can't uh, – can't, uh, What's the word? We can't, we, can't, we, can't, we can't deny how uh, well these Steelers played week one. Ben Roethlisberger was fantastic, like you said in the, pro, in the last video, uh, likely a comeback player of the year candidate. Um, it won't be easy for the Broncos defense, especially with Vaughn Miller uh, being out for an unknown amount of time, maybe even for the season. I'm, I got to recheck up on that. Uh, but I think the Broncos can maybe sneak out a win here. It, it's going to be close for sure especially with how good the Steelers' defense is. Uh, they have the seventh-best defense in the league, so that's no easy task. But I think Melvin Gordon, he's going to have a really good game. Um, but that, their passing defense is something that they lack. The Steelers are more uh, rush defense, uh, stronger in that category. Um, I think Drew Locke has to be on his game. If Drew Locke makes even a couple mistakes, it's game over, and it's, it's going to be a win for the Steelers. But I do think that – Somehow, some way, the Broncos could pull this out. Jerry Judy is definitely going to be an important factor. Uh, same with um, uh, what's that? Cortland, uh, what's his name? Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Yes, I was blanking on that. Uh, he's he's going to have to have a big game as well. Uh, so as long as the Broncos can bring the offense, I think they could win in a close one. I love the bold prediction of saying that Melvin Gordon's going to have a big game, especially after they just shut down Saquon Barkley for six yards. I, I think that's really awesome to see, but. Uh, uh, Jamil, I'll get your opinion on why you went with the Steelers. Um, I went with the Steelers um, based off what they did on Monday. Um, obviously, their defense was stifling. Um, the offense looked good. I think the Steelers are going to be a really good team this year. If Big Ben can stay healthy, I think they have a really good offense. Um, the Broncos, um, I didn't watch too much of the Monday night game, but from what I did watch, their offense didn't really do too much. Um, the Titans defense and the Steelers, I think the Steelers are better defense than the Titans, so I think the Steelers are going to go ahead and finish. I think it will be a close game, but I think the Steelers are going to get it. I also think it's going to be a little bit of a close game. I think this is going to be uh, closer than we think, at least um, at least closer than three to one whenever we pick them. Um, but I like the Steelers in this one. James Conner being out is going to be, uh, or assuming he's going to be out, will be interesting to see. Uh, as we mentioned in the in the recap video of week one, Benny Snell had a great game. Uh, we'll see if uh, that kid from Maryland will be able to get a couple of touches as well. Um, but I mean, the Steelers, I, I just – I have a good feeling about them. Big Ben being back really makes that team a little bit more dynamic. Um, it, it beats Duck Hodges. It beats Mason Rudolph for sure. Um, so, to have him back and to be up against uh, some a team like the Denver Broncos, I mean, the Denver Broncos have a great defense as well. I think that rushing defense will kind of give whoever is going to be playing running back a little bit of fits. Um, but I think it's going to come down to the passing game in this one, and I, I just like Big Ben a little bit more. Uh, just from the experience and everything uh, more than Drew Locke, uh, which is shocking because I'm a Drew Locke homer. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. Uh, speaking of 1 o'clock games, uh, we differ on another one here. The Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting the Los Angeles Rams. 
and we have a nice two to two split. My partner's gone, but why would I pick the Rams? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them all. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Eagles uh, as well as RJ. We're going with uh, Philadelphia, and I'll speak first on the matter. Uh, I don't like Jared Goff, as, as I've mentioned it many of times. But whenever a West Coast quarterback or whenever a West Coast team has to fly across country to the East Coast to play a 1 o'clock game, it's going to be a very interesting game no matter what. Typically, those West Coast teams don't play very well. Uh, it's going to be Philly, so it's outdoors. It's going to be uh, – you know, it's September. So, I mean, it's not exactly the warmest weather out there. Um, I like Philadelphia. I think they're going to be looking to try to bounce back. I think they're going to be playing very angry and I think they're going to look to make a, so make some fools out of the Rams. Hopefully uh, that offensive line holds up a little bit better. Aaron Donald's going to be coming off that edge or coming up right up the middle and kind of eating up Carson Wentz. Uh, I have no doubt that the defense of the Rams will make a couple of good stops and make some great plays. But I think uh, I, I think I trust Carson Wentz in Philly a little bit more than I trust Jared Goff in Philly. So uh, I'll get the other two opinions of you guys. Uh, we'll start with Matt. Uh, two words: Donald Smash. You know, three sacks uh, against Dallas uh, against an offensive line that's usually pretty highly regarded uh, in that of the Cowboys. Uh, the Eagles' offensive line gave up eight sacks to the Redskins, who do have a pretty decent uh, rushing defense, but. You know, I don't think that's very acceptable. Um, the Eagles have a number one defense as of right now with the 29th ranked offense. And personally, I don't think week one was a fluke for the Eagles. I mean, I, it is a fluke in the sense that they lost to a team such as the Washington football team. But I think LA's offense, whether you like Jared Goff or not, is going to be uh, way better than that of the football team and can definitely beat out the Eagles. I don't see the Eagles scoring much in this one. I don't think they hit double digits. Uh, I'm going the Rams in a blowout. Okay. Jamil, are you uh, – I'm not not that quite confident in this game. (laughs) But um, obviously, because it's Will, I got to say it's golf season. Um, Yeah, I got the Rams in this one. I think it's – I think um, they're going to do just enough on offense to get the job done again. Um, you know, I, th- I thought he looked decent last week. Him and Robert Woods had a good connection this week. I'd expect Cooper Cup to get a little bit more involved in the offense. But on the defensive side of the ball, um, I talked about it in the recap. The Eagles' offensive line is atrocious right now. They need to get Lane Johnson back to shirt that left side of the line. But um, even when they, that happens, you know, you still have a lot of other pieces that are gone. Um, Aaron Donald, we saw what he did last week. We know what he can do. I think he's going to be a force this week on the line. Um, one-year-old Bears players, Leonard Floyd, he had an exceptional game off the edge against the Cowboys. And we'll see if he can keep that up this week. But I think the Rams' defense is going to be too much because the offensive line just isn't getting the job done. I think the Eagles desperately need to get Miles Saunders back to be able to establish a run game. And if that doesn't happen, I don't think they can win this game. I think Carson Wentz is going to have quite a a tough day. I think it's really going to come down to what team can run the ball a little bit better, honestly. Uh, I think the passing games are going to be almost – at least in my opinion, they're not going to be much. Uh, we saw with the offensive line of the Eagles, uh, the Eagles against the Washington football team, uh, the Eagles got off to a decent start. But as uh, the, the pressure got in on Carson Wentz, I want to say he fumbled twice. Um, he He's definitely going to have uh, – he's had some problems with ball security his whole career. Um, so we'll see exactly how he plays up against it. But 
I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just don't have trust in the Rams, whether uh, whether it be because of Jared Goff or not. Uh, I I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't I don't think that a team could go from the West Coast to the East Coast and play a one o'clock game. And I'm never too confident in that team, no matter who it is, um, at least in most cases. So uh, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll make sure to put RJ's clip in here because I know we had quite a bit to say about this game as well. Um, and. You know how I said in the beginning that we didn't uh, we didn't disagree on too much. This is the last game that we disagree on right here. Uh, New England going to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks, and I at least have my partner on this one. Me and Jamil both going with the Patriots. Matt and RJ going with the Seattle Seahawks. So Matt, I'll give you your opinion on why you're going with the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Uh, it all comes down to offense. I do think Cam Newton had a very good game. Uh, week one, but that was also against a much weaker Miami Dolphins team. Um, the Seahawks defense isn't what it used to be with the Legion of Boom. You know, no more Richard Sherman, uh, no more uh, Earl Thomas the third. It's definitely not what it used to be, but I do think it is enough to stop them. Um, their rushing defense isn't fantastic either, so I guess we will we will have to see how Newton takes advantage of that. But Russell Wilson is just is just too damn good. Him and DJ Metcalf. If they could find a connection, you know, Metcalf could be a franchise wide receiver in Seattle. And I do think that um, their relationship grows every, every game. Um, if, as long as Russell Wilson is on his game like he was in week one, uh, I, I have no problem saying the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I do think the defense could be a problem for Russell Wilson, but I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, I'm going to go Seattle. Jamil, I'll go with you. Why the Patriots? Uh, I went ahead and went with the Patriots this week because um, I think they're going to have just enough to get the job done. Last week, I picked the Seahawks to lose to the Falcons because I think they would stop Matt Ryan. They didn't stop Matt Ryan, but the Falcons surely didn't stop Russell Wilson. So um, this week, I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Patriots can throw the ball. Last week, they really didn't throw the ball much. They controlled the game on the ground. They controlled the clock. Um, it's not a secret that the Patriots don't have the best receiver group. So I think this week is going to be big on them to step up to get Cam some help so he can throw the football. Um, but on, on defense, the secondary is still lethal. Stephon Gilmore is still the best corner in the league. J.C. Jackson is still one of the better unknown corners in the league. And they still have McCourty Twins out there at safety. So um, I think that they're going to be able to, to move around, stop this Russell Wilson um, offense. Um, I know in the pre, in the in the recap, Matt mentioned how he thinks the Seahawks might be able to throw the football out this year, but um, I don't believe that for a second. I what I, I believe it when I see it. I I've saying for years that the Seahawks should uncork Russell Wilson and throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game, but they refuse to do that on a normal basis. I don't know why they love to establish the run. They want to get Chris Carson the ball. They want to get Rashad Payne the ball. All their plethora of running backs. They have Carlos Hyde now. But um, until I see them actually unleash Russell Wilson, I won't believe that they actually want to commit to throwing the football. But um, even if they do, I think this can be a good matchup with, with um, their receivers versus these Patriots DBs. And I think the Patriots DBs will have just enough to get the job done this week. For me, it's going into week two, and I've already doubted the Patriots one too many times. Uh, I went with the New England Patriots mainly, well, one, because I don't know why I thought the Miami Dolphins was going to be able to pull that game out. I really don't know what was going on. I don't know what I was drinking, smoking. I don't know what was happening, but it, it wasn't right. Uh, and somebody should have called the DEA and get my head checked. But um, – I'm going with the New England Patriots, mainly similar, very similar points to, to Jamil said. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, I think that secondary group is absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, the Patriots, had, I think I want to say the Patriots had more opt-outs due to COVID than any other team, and yet they still looked good. Uh, 
they still look like the New England Patriots. Uh, obviously, a completely different style of New England Patriots with Cam Newton being a completely different quarterback than Tom Brady is. But, I mean, he, he stepped in and he was able to get a W right away. Um, as mentioned, a, a below average wide receiver core. But uh, Cam Newton is one of those quarterbacks who can make it happen on the run. He may not be – he may not have the offensive prowess or the same offensive mind that Tom Brady has whenever it comes to passing the ball. But he adds a whole new dimension to that offense whenever it comes to running the ball. It's something Tom Brady definitely isn't going to do. I can promise you Tom Brady's never going to rush for 70-something yards in a game, um, especially for a couple touchdowns as well. Uh, so I'm going with the New England Patriots over the Seattle Seahawks. I know I just said that I don't trust West Coast teams going to East Coast side. But uh, I'm going with the East Coast team going over the West, mainly because uh, – I think it's a little bit different, especially since it's a night game. So they're going to have a little bit more time to recover and everything such as that. They'll have more time to prep for it. But uh, for games that we differ, that's literally it. Uh, all the rest of these games are unanimous, so we'll try to hit them all quick. Uh, we'll we'll talk about why we went with these teams. We'll, I'll just get one of your opinions on each of these games, and we'll try to fly through these as we go. Starting off with Jacksonville taking on the Tennessee Titans, a battle in the AFC South. Both teams at 1-0 and after the end of week one. A very shocker whenever, whenever it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't expect them to knock off the Colts. None of us did. Uh, but here they are at 1-0. and Minshew mania kicks in. But uh, all, all four of us are kind of going against that for week two. We're all going with the Tennessee Titans. I'll get your opinion on it, Jamil. Why the Tennessee Titans? Um, I'm going to go with Matt Stancy Titans. I think it's going to be too much Derrick Henry. I don't think Artem Minshew is going to only throw one of completion again. And even though he only threw one completion, he even touched 200 yards. So um, I got the Titans rolling. Well, we're having a little bit of a internet. It looks like you were chipping in and out. But I think we got the main the main points of that. It said that uh, Derrick Henry going to run down the throat. And even though Gardner Minshew did only miss one pass, he still didn't eclipse 200. So, uh I, again, I think we all agree on that one. So moving on to uh, Carolina taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the uh, Tom Brady and Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. Everybody's going to get to play at home for the first time in 2020. And uh, Matt, I'll get your opinion on this. We all went with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so let's get your opinion on why the Bucs. I do think the Bucs will get more comfortable week two. I think it'll take a couple weeks to settle in. Um, but besides Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, the Carolina Panthers don't have many offensive threats and the Buccaneers are coming off a season where they were the top ranked rushing defense in the NFL. So I don't think McCaffrey is going to be that bigger problem. I think he will be the biggest problem for Carolina. I don't think he'll be that big of a problem compared to McCaffrey against a team like the Raiders from last week. Um, Robbie Anderson is definitely going to be someone to keep an eye on and will definitely be a test to the Bucks secondary, who as um, which as Jamil mentioned in the last episode, had a pretty good week one. So we'll see if they can keep on that track. But I, I do have the Bucks uh, coming through and getting their first win. Moving on to the next game, we have San Francisco going across the country to the New York Jets. I know I just said that I don't trust West Coast teams going into the East Coast. This is a completely different scenario because you're not playing uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. You're playing the Jets. And uh, similar to everybody else, we all went with the San Francisco 49ers. I think the San Francisco 49ers had a game that they didn't necessarily expect to have, or even all of us, as we all took them in the first week. Uh, we're all going with them in the second week against the Jets. Obviously, I think uh, I think we can all agree that the Jets are a very sub-average team. I don't think they're exactly a 
a team that you would expect to take a dub from the San Francisco 49ers. I think, again, similar to uh, the, the Eagles, how they're going to be playing. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be playing pretty angry. Uh, I, I like the running back core over there in San Francisco to run the ball down the throat of the New York Jets. And I think uh, uh, we'll, we'll see a San Francisco win uh, finally here in 2020. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills going to the Miami Dolphins to play them down in Florida. And once again, we're all going with the Buffalo Bills this week. Jamil, get your opinion on why Buffalo. Uh, more defense on the Bills. Obviously, they have a stifling defense. Last week, the um, Ryan Fitzpatrick struggled with the offense against the Patriots. I think they're going to face similar struggles against the Bills, another team with a pretty good secondary. They can get to the quarterback a little bit. And I think Allen's going to do enough on offense to get the job done for this Bills team. Fair enough. Moving on to the Detroit Lions going to be in Green Bay uh, to take on the Packers. And we all went with the Packers. I'll go to you, Matt. Uh, we doubted them all. All of us doubted them all in week one. And uh, why are we not doubting them in week two? You know, if you can keep Aaron Rodgers mad or whatever he was week one, the Packers going to be a very successful team. Uh, Green Bay put up, what was it, 43 points, I want to say, on Minnesota's defense. I can only imagine what they do to Detroit's defense. Um, Matthew Stafford, I, I kind of feel bad for him because I think he's a pretty good quarterback and he's just always on a bad team. And I think this year it's going to be more of the same. Um, Kenny Galloway, one of the only bright points of that offense, along with Stafford. Um, if Galloway plays, I think he'll be uh, maybe the only one to score for them. Uh, but Green Bay, as long as they keep the offense up, Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers, they had a great connection week one. They could do it again week two. Green Bay's getting the victory. I wish I could say, being a Bears fan, that there's going to be a feel-good story that DeAndre Swift's finally going to catch a ball and it's going to be in the end zone to beat the Packers, but I just don't believe it. So uh, as everybody else, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, Indy, and actually both of these teams, according to us last week, taking a surprising loss uh, with the Minnesota Vikings losing to the Packers and the Colts losing to the Jaguars. Uh, but we're all going with the Minnesota Vikings this week. Uh, I think the loss of Marlon Mack is going to be not as detrimental as a lot of people think, but I think it kind of threw everybody for a loop in week one. Um, not to mention that Phillip Rivers did not play uh, Phillip Rivers football. Uh, well, I guess he played a he lot like last Phillip year, Phillip Rivers. Rivers. He played exactly like Phillip Rivers last year, but um, that's that was the problem is that you can't do that. And uh, against this Minnesota team that has a very uh, great front seven, I, I'd be nothing if more shocked to see a very similar game out of Phillip Rivers. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a blowout by any means, but I think this is going to be a comfortable win for the Minnesota Vikings um, out in Indianapolis. Moving on to Atlanta, taking on the Dallas Cowboys out in Dallas. Uh, a unanimous decision for the Dallas Cowboys. Jamil, get your opinion on that one, on the, uh, by the Cowboys. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Both teams, secondaries are not very good. Um, but the Falcons burned me last week. Um, I think the Cowboys will have just enough on offense. Well, just enough defense to stop them once or twice, maybe. Um, I like the I like their offense better too. I think Zeke's gonna have another good game. Um, I expect Dak to get back on track though. A couple of touchdowns here, and I think the Cowboys will win in the shootout. And you go into the final one o'clock game as the New York Giants will be taking on my Chicago Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky came alive in the fourth quarter of last game. 
still lucky that DeAndre Swift managed to drop that ball because otherwise we don't win that game. But uh, our defense looked uh, a little lackluster, honestly. I didn't expect them to do that poorly against the Detroit Lions, but we were also missing Robert Quinn. Hopefully he's going to be able to find his way to get back into the lineup uh, upcoming in week two, which would just add a whole new dimension to that team. Uh, and for how poorly that they played uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I wouldn't be shocked to see a similar matchup uh, against the Chicago Bears. Granted, I think we're going to allow a little bit more than six rushing yards to Saquon Barkley. Uh, don't be shocked to see him find the end zone, but also don't be shocked if the Bears manage to beat the New York Giants. Uh, moving on to the four o'clock games, the Washington football team at one and O, which is disgusting to say, uh, will be taking on the one and O Arizona Cardinals. And we all went with Kyler Murray and company. Matt, we'll get your opinion on that one. Yeah. Any, any chance of a Washington winning streak is just going to die here in Arizona. Um, offensively, Arizona had a great week one, especially against a team like the 49ers. And now they're going against a team that's, I'd say much worse in the, Washington football team. Um, Kyler Murray had a great showing week one. Him and DeAndre Hopkins can be very, very dangerous as long as they keep this up. Um, we don't know how long Kenyon Drake's out for yet. Uh, hopefully he gets back soon because I think he can be pretty important to their offense. Um, but yeah, just off pure offense alone, I think the Cardinals are going to take this. Uh, Kyler Murray might, might get roughed up a little bit with that, uh, uh, a rushing defense that the football team has. But besides that, I think it's pretty straightforward. The Kansas City Chiefs will go on to take the Los Angeles Chargers out in L.A. Uh, I think the, it's fair to say that the defending Super Bowl champs should run away with this one. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City obviously having a very high-powered offense. Uh, their defense looked you know, more competent than they usually do in week one against the Houston Texans, which I would argue is a much better offense than the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and then not to mention that the Chargers were barely able to sneak one out against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think this will be a blowout game. Uh, moving on to Baltimore at Houston, I would say arguably one of the more entertaining quarterback matchups of the week. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're all going with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Jamil, we'll get your opinion on that one. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good quarterback matchup. But based off what I saw from the Texans against the Chiefs, um, I would expect more of the same versus the Ravens, another one of the best teams in the league, top team in the AFC. Um, the schedule doesn't get any easier for the Texans. I think the Ravens will take care of them. I think Lamar Jackson does Lamar Jackson things. I think their defense is going to give the Texans' offense a lot of trouble. Um, this Texans' offense is still figuring out how to move the ball through the air without um, DeAndre Hopkins there to to be that true number one. So I went to the Wolf forward to pick up some slack. It's up to the – other guys to, you know, be, be the role guys. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do this week on offense. I expect Brandon Cooks to play a little bit better. I expect Randall Cobb to pay a lot more than he did. But um, I think it'll still be too much Ravens. A, a difficult start for the Houston Texans having to face Pat Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson. Definitely going to be a rough start, especially whenever crazy things are happening, like Minshew Mania is back yet again. Uh, but yet again, as we mentioned, all of us going with the Baltimore Ravens. And then the final game, uh, the Monday night game, as the New Orleans Saints will go out to Las Vegas as the Raiders will have their home opener in that stadium, uh, which will be nice as that space, that stadium looks like a spaceship almost. It's kind of cool. I'll be interested to see how that looks, but uh, I think their homecoming will be spoiled as the New Orleans Saints are going to be favorited here. All four of us going with the Saints. Matt, we'll get your opinion on that one. I think my, a Monday night game is a perfect time to – introduced the new era of Raiders football. Unfortunately, that's going to start with a loss. 
to the New Orleans Saints, as you mentioned. Uh, Drew Brees is going to throw all over that passing defense. Um, no Michael Thomas for the time being, at least for the next couple of weeks. He uh, suffered an ankle, ankle injury uh, against the Bucks in week one. But I really don't think that's going to make a difference. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to step up this game. And uh, both passing and rushing, I think he can have a really big game. Um, the Saints defense was pretty good against the Bucks, And if you can do it against Tom Brady, you can do it against Derek Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, would be the one to watch for the Raiders. He had a good week one uh, and definitely kind of came into his own last season. Another guy that I'd uh, keep an eye on is uh, Darren Waller, the tight end. <clears throat> uh, I hope they don't keep, uh, keep an eye on him because he's on a fantasy team. But besides that, um, yeah, I think the Saints take this one pretty straightforward. So that's it for week two. Again, nothing very uh, – nothing too hot take-like whenever it comes to these picks this week. Uh, it seems like uh, everything's pretty unanimous. It seems like these games almost feel very one-sided, at least from first glance. But we thought that about a lot of games in week one. So I'm sure we'll see a couple of games where we're very upset here at the end of the day because uh, whenever we get all four of us picking a team, apparently it's a death sentence for that team. Uh, we'll see if that carries over to week two. But um, any final thoughts going into week two from either one of you? If a whole bunch of our teams that we all pick lose, um, I'm just going to go ahead and pick opposite of you guys for every game the rest of the season. I was thinking that. <laughs> I'm in the back, man. Let me get some wins here. But, hey, not a bad idea. But, uh, Matt, any closing thoughts? I'm just excited for more football. Week one is really entertaining. I'm excited for more. There you go. So, as mentioned, RJ didn't get to join us today, so I will throw in his clip somewhere in there. I think I may just put it here at the end because he rants about a couple games real quick, uh, just kind of giving his opinion. He said he wanted to kind of still be a part of the show, so he made sure to send us something. Uh, so we'll throw that in there. But uh, until then, uh, I'm going to pause for dramatic effect so I have time to edit and throw it in there. So Looks like we're all pretty even. I think we only got like four games that we disagree on. I don't know what the hell that is. Not going to be able to get much separation in this pool, but I guess, you know, great minds think I like here. I know I can't be there tonight, but I still want to drop in and give you guys some kind of half-ass analysis here. I know me and Will, we got Philly beating the Rams. This right here, for me, is the typical West Coast team flying across the country playing a 1 o'clock game. I don't think the Rams are going to be ready, honestly. Um, they got a huge win over Dallas. I did not see that coming. I Dallas should have won that game. There was a bogus pass interference called late in that game that pretty much determined the outcome. But, uh, yeah, I'm not bought in. You know, me and Will, we hate Jared Goff. It is what it is. Um, I'm not a big Philly guy. Hey, Washington. Washington beat them last week, and I, I'm not terribly shocked by that. I got to be honest with you. But uh, I do think Philly bounces back. You know how that Philly media can be. I'm sure they've been hearing a lot of noise. They're going to come out strong. They're going to beat the Rams. Jared Goff is going to have an absolute awful game. If you have any offensive Rams players in your fantasy football lineup, bench them. Jared Goff is going to look terrible. I'm telling you, that right there is going to be an ugly game. Speaking of ugly games... Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, the whole offensive line, they should all be pissed off. They should all be ashamed of themselves for coming out week one and looking like a stinky bag of shit. Well, guess what? They're going to come out and they're going to hang 40 points. You heard it. 4-0. 40 points on my Carolina Panthers. 
The tank for Trevor Lawrence is still alive. Let me tell you. Thank you, Jacksonville, for beating Indy. Jacksonville was our biggest hurdle to get that number one pick. They win. We've already got a one-loss advantage on Jacksonville. Thank you, boys. Duval, Minshew Mania, baby. I'm a big fan. Speaking of week one, how perfect was it for me as a Carolina Panthers fan? Cam Newton won with the Patriots. Ron Rivera won in Washington. As a Tar Heel, I don't know if y'all can see my Tar Heel stuff down here. My boy Mitch Trubisky led the comeback for the Bears. Loved it. And like I mentioned, my Carolina Panthers on a fourth and inches didn't give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what Matt Rule is thinking right there, but I'm really glad he did it. I love it. We're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, whether Matt wants to believe it or not. Trevor Lawrence is going to look great next year in Carolina. But hey, week two, we'll see what's up. And uh, hopefully our picks are better than they were last week. I'll see you all next week. All right. But until then, uh, that has been week two for uh, for the NFL predictions. Whenever it comes from the GMs for hire, we'll see exactly where everybody stands in the standings after this week. But until then, uh, with Matthew Perry and RJ, or with not RJ Strope, that's Jamil King. Can you believe it? Um, but <laughs> but for RJ Strope, uh, as well as these two guys here, I've been Will Paulson, and this has been our week two predictions for the NFL season. And we'll see you next time. Peace.